0: Welcome to PostCast. The Utah Jazz fall in game one of the first round of playoffs, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George was absolutely remarkable. The Jazz defense was unable to slow them down. Did they do enough against Westbrook? And what can the Jazz do offensively? Those are all the things we'll talk about coming up on PostCast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Well, Ron, let's go start big picture on this one. What's your feeling as you leave this game right now?
1: Well, my feeling is I'm not disappointed how the Jazz play. What I'd like to see, though, is is for the Jazz to attack the areas that they talked about attacking. I didn't think they they went. I thought maybe they may have deviated a little bit from their game plan, uh, but I'm not really disappointed with the the way the Jazz played. I mean, your goal is to at least try to get one when you're on the road. And they still have a chance to get that second ball game.
0: So when this series started, the people kept asking me a seven game series, and, and everyone's I don't see it that way. I, I see this as a what I thought I saw, and and maybe we proved it tonight, unfortunately. I expect this to be a short series, because either one or two narratives is going to be right. A great defensive team with a collective offense is really good, or playoffs are stars. Tonight, playoffs were stars. If these guys if Paul George Has that kind of night, or unfortunately, if Russell Westbrook has that kind of night, like, I don't think you can beat that.
1: Well, you you might have something there because from what we are understanding, and and this is not just coming from us or the coaching staff. I mean, this is what everyone is saying, that this team was built for for the playoffs. We're talking about management for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, these guys have had all year long to to work out how to play together. Uh, What they're doing now is a lot better than what we saw at the beginning of the year. Um, They've accepted the fact that Westbrook plays a certain way, and they just had to figure out how to play with him, not Westbrook having to figure out how to play with with Carmelo Anthony or Paul George. So um, defensively, the Jazz will have to figure out a way to stop those guys. Normally I would say stop one of those guys, but I don't think one's enough. I think we need to slow down two of those guys. And force them to use, you know, forces of their bench.
0: I would argue that they stopped Russell Westbrook tonight. I know that sounds crazy. But really, Russell Westbrook got two fast-break dunks. I don't think he got another field goal in the restricted area. Uh If you're taking that away from him with the force that he plays with, he didn't hit a three. He went 10 of 25 shooting. That's until he got assist-happy late. He threw most of the game. He had five assists. So... You took away Westbrook at the rim. You took away Westbrook's passing. That's as well as I think you can play Russell Westbrook. That's what's a little unnerving is maybe, it, you know, I mean, I guess you can't expect Paul George to do this every night. If he does, then you just tip your hat.
1: Yeah, and, and hopefully he doesn't, and, and I totally agree. Westbrook is obviously the snake, the, the snake, the head of the snake or whatever you want to call it. I mean, he, if you can slow him down, uh, I mean, just keep him out of the 20s maybe. Uh, he's always going to rebound. Uh, but, you know, if, he, if you keep him out of the 20s and, and force someone else to, uh, to beat you other than Paul George, you know, you have a chance of beating this team. i I just really not disappointed, for the most part, the way the Jazz really played tonight. I'm, I'm disappointed with uh, maybe defensively. Did
0: the Jazz in, in some way fail how they were defending Paul George? To let Paul George go, thirteen of twenty, of thirty-six points.
1: You know, uh, I'm sure they'll come back with a different game plan, uh, and and whatever game plan they had tonight tonight obviously didn't work. Um, I, I know when we were talking to the coaches, or, or Igor, yesterday, we we didn't spend a lot of time on on Paul George, and so we really don't know what the what their their uh, philosophy was on how or, or what they wanted to do do with Paul George, but. I think right now he's going to be the main focus. I don't think Carmelo Anthony is a person on, that they should spend a lot of time because he's a he didn't get to the basket one time. Everything was a jump shot, and and, and Paul George is, is one that can 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 do a lot more. So I think Carmelo and uh, Russell Westbrook and and Paul George is the. the one they should focus on.
0: At one point tonight the Jazz went totally out of their defensive scheme because Paul George was so hot they started double teaming him and trying to you know get the ball out of his hands and they moved and it gives the Thunder credit. That bench unit was on the floor, moved the ball beautifully, got a brinus back to back threes. That was a bit of the backbreaker. The biggest concern I saw tonight Ron was Joe Ingles. No point, no rebounds and no assists in the first half. Paul George completely eliminated him from the game, which you know what frankly Paul George is athletically so superior, longer, taller. Than Joe Ingles, that maybe that's the reality, but that's a little unnerving to me because Joe Ingles is pretty darn important, and I'll be honest, if I was game planning for the Jazz, and I don't have Andre Robertson, so I only have one great defender in Paul George, I'm putting Paul George on Joe Ingles, letting Donovan Mitchell do what he did tonight and saying the Joe Ingles, Derek Favors pick and roll is not happening. I am not letting
1: Joe Ingles go. Yeah, that's a great point and, and a great smart, I, I think, for, for Coach Donovan to do Just that, especially if you have Paul George who's trying to trying to punk or just trying to uh, scare or uh, get Joe Ingles out of his comfort zone uh, and thinking more about him than than his game, then you know then then it then it works. That's the reason I I was saying to you. I'd like to see Joe Ingles just take a shot right back at Paul George, take one good foul, let him know I'm here and I'm not going anywhere.
0: So Paul George punks. Joe Ingles on the first play of the game in Salt Lake. I put it up on Lockdown Sports. They were at each other in the first quarter. What was going on between them throughout the first quarter? Well, you
1: said one's trying to get an edge, and, and, and obviously the, the edge went in favor of Paul George strictly because Paul George has the offensive game uh, to back up his, his, um, his theatrics out there on the floor. So... Uh, but Joe can come back. I mean, he can come back. Good ball movement. And, and I think he started to attack a little bit more, I think, in the second half. he What did he score in the second half? He ended up with 13 points and with eight of those coming in in the second half.
0: I wonder, just an adjustment that I'm noodling in my head, If you tr- knowing Billy Donovan's substitution pattern is very consistent. Mm-hmm. And Paul George does play 38 minutes, so I'm only talking about 10 minutes. But I wonder if you do something to make sure that Joe Ingles spends the 10 minutes that Paul George is off the floor, on the floor. So in those ten minutes you can run the offense through Joe. You
1: know, that's a great point. It's a great point. I mean you just have to this is all about managing a basketball game. You know, just like you manage anything else. Uh just okay, if if, if Paul is, is 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 disrupting what we're trying to do with Joe Ingles out there on the floor when Joe when Paul's off the floor, we wanna make sure we have Joe in there. Well maybe that'll happen. And and but that's all a part of managing managing a game.
0: Let's go to Donovan to wrap this up. Uh, Actually, one other topic we'll hit before we're done. Uh, But Donovan, 11-22, did hurt his foot during the game, so that's going to be a little bit of a concern. Uh, He had 27 points in his debut. Brandon Jennings is the last one to surpass that in 2010. Derrick Rose did it in 2009. He just continues. It's only been done 27 points as a rookie in their first playoff game. It's only been done, I think, nine times or 11 times, something in that range I don't have in front of me in NBA history. This kid was just great tonight.
1: Well, he's far ahead, of I think, of any rookie that the Jazz have had. I mean, I think he's probably ahead of Darren when Darren came into the league and because he is reliable. Um, he's going to have a better career than Darren. He's probably going to have a better career than Darren there as well. And so I'm, I'm just happy for him. Uh, we know how hard he works, uh, and I don't think we're going to see anything different. I just I just love the way he's playing. Someone just sent a message that
0: Donovan's the first player since LeBron to have 25 points and 10 rebounds. Is that as a rookie? LeBron didn't make the playoffs as a rookie, so is that just the first person since LeBron to have 25-10 in the playoffs last year? I don't know I don't know what that meant, um, but somebody told me, to me. If you're in the same sense as LeBron, it's good. 25-10. All right, one other note. Ricky Rubio plays his first pre- playoff game. He goes 5-18 of 18 for 13 points. 18 shots, 13 points, very hard to win when you have that going on. Do you think tonight was nerves? Do you think that the speed of the Thunder, I mean, you cannot have a more physically demanding matchup than dealing with Russell Westbrook? Uh, what's your thought on what happened to Ricky tonight? I'm
1: not afraid. Uh, a, a, afraid of the way Ruby Rubio played. Uh, you know, the hard thing about this is that you're looking at, at, at Joe Ingles. I'm, I'm sorry, Rudy Gobert with eight shots, Derek Favors with seven shots, and then you got uh, Joe Ingles with nine shots, ten shots for Crowder off the bench. So if if those guys are, are struggling, and they're not getting a position to score. Then it's going to have to be Rubio that's going to have going to have to put up those shots. I don't think he played any different tonight than he's been playing. You know, throughout this stretch where the Jazz have been so successful, it's just that he was unable to uh, to get the basketball to our big man. You know, down and down in the paint. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more out of Derek Favors and, and Rudy Gobert in the scoring department. Uh, but. You know, that's not enough shots for those for those guys in the paint.
0: All right, so that wraps us up. Jazz fall tonight. Uh, Thunder also, by the way, went 14 of 29 from three. They're not a particularly good three-point shooting team. I, I think this is as good as the Thunder can be. Now, what we don't know is whether the Jazz were not great because of how good the Thunder are. And that could continue to game two. But I will leave you. I, I TV. We did two good notes and two bad notes. I'll give you a good and a bad in a second. But Ron has one more thing.
1: One, one more thing. Because the defense of, of the of the Thunder. One thing we was very concerned with was their perimeter defense and how they want to blow up things out there on on uh, the dribble. The Jazz dribble handoffs and their pick and roll and put the Jazz in a short clock. I thought they accomplished that, especially early in the ball game, especially that first half. Uh, but. The Jazz, you know, you start to make some adjustments and get into it. That's something we're going to have to watch to see what kind of adjustments the Jazz are going to make with that.
0: All right, the good news for you is that if you look back or actually I'll go bad news first, the bad news for you is that the team that wins game one wins about eighty one percent of the series. The team the bad the good news for you is if you look at the history of game one versus game two of teams at home, game two is when home teams lose. You you can get that one at about a fifty five percent rate, you only get the first one at about a twenty percent rate. Well
1: if you wanna if you wanna go that route, David, and you wanna little encouragement for our fans is that how often has the five-seed beat the four-seed here as of late? A
0: lot. The problem is that um Indiana beat Cleveland the other day today, like whooped their ass, and so you're a little nervous that Indiana might be the five-seed that's beating the four-seed. Have a good night. Uh-huh. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.